Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. George North through the first tackle. They tried to tap him, but could not go to the outside. North for the corner. He's been unleashed. The Lions wanted to show the Australian public that they could play. And George Welcome to this Attacking Scrum British and Irish Lions squad special. We've been holding this back for, I don't know, it seems like three and a half years that we've wanted to start selecting this side. But here we are, very excited to be doing it. And we have assembled the the brains trust of the Attacking Scrum, the the selection committee, uh, a bit like the 1997 selection meetings that you saw with McGeek and Fran Cotton and... Uh, and Jim Telfer. Jim Telfer, yeah. And I was thinking about this before we got going. I think uh, Dan Dan is very much in the Ian McGeekin mould. I think, in the, <laughs> the the calm voice of reason. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and then it's, just, then, it, then it's then it's between me and Murph as to who is Jim Telfer and who's Fran Cotton. I think I'd be Cotton and you'd be Telfer. Neither of them are compliments. Oh, they are. <laughs> I tell for on that is great. That's great value, though, isn't it? Yeah, but I just meant I, I'm dashingly handsome, and neither. <laughs> and the thought of, I mean, Jim uh, Fran Cotton's chin on his own is probably the size of my head. <laughs> so you know, I'm glad you took. I'm glad you took Cotton, and I'll get to be G, uh, Jim Telfer's big hooter. You can be Jim <laughs> Telfer's big red, big red hooter, dishing yeah. out, dishing out the stoosh. As he you're wrong, it. Tom. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, isn't it? It's so, if only we had the courage of our convictions to go with Bucky. So we'll see, we, we'll see if we get into any of these uh, as we as we go through it. But a few of the ground rules before we get underway. So first, for the listeners, we are splitting this into two parts. So this week we're going to be selecting the forwards, and next week we are going to be selecting the backs. So make sure you download that episode as well uh, to, to hear what the squad looks like. Um, in the spirit of openness, we're recording this in one night. So if someone does get injured uh, in between now and next week, then um, 
don't come asking for a refund on this free podcast. Um, but yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna get straight straight into it. We're gonna pick a thirty-six man squad, as I think most people seem to think that's what Gatland is gonna pick in uh, in a few weeks' time. Um, but just before we start with that. Been a few announcements this week. It looks as though his coaching staff is, is maybe set to, to change somewhat. Gregor Townsend is expected to, to go as the backs coach, but there seems to be some doubt over Borthwick, Rantree and Farrell, uh, according to the Times today, which don't know, change, changes things a little bit, doesn't it, Murph? Um, that, I did not know this. Mm. In, in amongst my busy week, I've missed all that. So that was the plan, was it those three? Supposedly they were the, they were very much the favourites, and according to the Times, uh, the Sunday Times today, they uh, they're ex- all expected to pull out for for three different reasons: Rantry for personal reasons, and I think Borthwick um, is due to Leicester commitments, and and Farrell is set to, to steer the uh, the Island National side on their tour of the the Pacific or whatever it is. So uh, yeah, it's all it's all a bit tricky. Uh, any any thoughts as to who you think? Who you think would be good replacements, Dan? Any uh, any thoughts on that front? Caught me cold that one. Um, yeah, sorry, I didn't tell anyone about this before we before we came on air. But um, I said it's nice and easy. Don't worry. Yeah, so, I, I, so I think, mate, my thoughts were John Mitchell for defence. Then I think McBride for forwards. And um, and then yeah, I suppose. Well, yeah, I mean. Then you need a scrummaging, you know, scrummaging coach. Whether McBride would double up as that. Uh, but anyway, there's a few, uh, a few, a few things for him to mull over. Who's a defence coach? No defence coach. So Mitchell, I would say, is defence. Oh, sorry, you said that, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, but who was originally Farrell? So Farrell would have been, yeah, as he has, as he did do for the previous well, two. I, I, I know, I, I'm pretty sure he won't get the call up, but I know he's been probably the biggest improvement as a co- uh, as a defence coach in the last eighteen months is uh, Steve Tandy. Well, Steve Tandy is a good show. I mean, the other thing is like Sean Edwards. I just for some reason he doesn't he doesn't want to take he doesn't want to take him on on these tours, does he? I don't know, don't know quite what it is, but he hasn't taken him since '09, and that was McGeekin's pick, wasn't it? So yeah, it's weird. Mm. And and with a French commitment, there's little chance of him getting out of it. You wouldn't get clearance, no. Mm. And Tandy probably hasn't got the stature internationally. No, I don't think he does. I think he he's done he's done an excellent job there, but. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. Yeah, few things to puzzle over. Right, no more curve curve balls there, boys. Promise. Um, we'll start in the front row then, shall we? So, <laughs> I think. Right, if we're saying thirty six, I mean you've we're going to South Africa. I know there's not as many midweek games, but you're going to need some reinforcements here. I think you have three loose heads, three tight heads, and three hookers. Any uh, any disagreements there? No, I mean, Gatland, sometimes only, I know it's a much bigger squad, but when he was naming his Six Nations squad, he was quite often picking four tight ends. Yeah. Uh, just, with a squad of 36, he hasn't got the luxury uh, of doing that, so it's going to be a bare three across across the three positions, I would say. Yeah, I tell you what he could, uh, I tell you what would be bloody handy for him is if Wales do end up going on a tour, is uh, if they were to tour, if they were to, Tour somewhere near South Africa would be, uh, would be very, very handy, wouldn't it? A, a tactical tour of Zimbabwe or something. Real geographical six. Real geographical six, exactly. So if we're agreed on that, let's have a look at some of the contenders for Loosehead. So we've got Wind Joe. These, this is a, a bit of a long list that I've chosen. If I've forgotten anyone, uh, please shout at me. But Wind Jones, 
Ellis Genge, Joe Marler, I've stuck on the list, he won't go, but Mako Vinopola, Kian Healy, uh, Sutherland and Kebble from Scotland. Any um, Anyone you think I've missed off or any outstanding candidates within there? Not really. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been made, every, I think every position on the pitch that we're going to have to go through has been made really complicated by the poor performance of England in the last... Mm. Four months. I agree. Because if, if they'd have had a good uh, uh, Six Nations, you probably would have gone Mako Ellis plus one. Yeah. But now is uh, now is an element of doubt. That might still be the case, but now is an element of doubt across every selection. Like Jamie George's position is really shaky. Mm-hmm. I know. That I mean, well, that's that's the that's the other complication, and and the two things are linked. But Saracens, you know, who have been the stronghold of that England side. Are playing in the ruddy championship. You know, I know they, they all played this weekend, but it's that's no that's no gauge of form. It doesn't matter what happens in the championship between now and Gatlin naming his squad because it's irrelevant. It's all it will be based on whether he thinks that those players can get their act their act together yeah. when when they're out on tour. And I think some he will go with and some he won't. But of that list, who do you th- who do you think is nailed on that? Again, this is our squad, by the way. We are going to try and second guess what Gatlin's doing, but this for the purposes of our squad, Dan, who would you have on the plane out of those loose heads? I say Mac- Mako is definitely going. I think he has to, doesn't he? Just for for experience, you know, two he's, been test lion on two tours. Yeah, he's surely too good to leave out, isn't he? Too good a player and you know, vast amounts of experience. So. You know, Gatland will get hold of him and, you know, he's a quality player, isn't he? And he does, I think he offers something a little bit different to, you know, to the others in his position once he's firing. So he's not firing, he's not firing at the moment, but he's he's still a class act, isn't he? So surely he's he's going. However, Murph, you you know a lot more about scrummaging than either me or Dan. Uh, obviously, that's the area of the game. I think if you were to look at, the World Cup final, which incidentally I think is the last game South Africa played, it's um, you know obviously there are a few there are a few worries there based on based on that game. I know it's not all his fault, but the, the form's not brilliant there. Yeah, uh, well, I mean that's been an issue his whole career. I think mm. is it's probably mm. the the only weakness in his game. But going back to the Saracens thing, because it applies to Mako, is although the games are playing in the Championship, don't have any relevance on selection of the tour if if all of them the key players at Saracens all play week in week out between now and then in the grind of play recovery play recovery then you can although they're not playing the highest standard you can at least say that they match fit whereas they didn't necessarily you could you could certainly in the case of Billy didn't always look match fit when he's playing for England in the Six Nations. I, I disagree on that one, mate. I don't think you can get match fit playing Championship rugby. Not not for not for Alliance tour. Like you no, know, possibly not. But they literally hadn't played yeah. since the autumn when they started the Six Nations. None of those Saracens players had kicked the ball in anger or whatever other you know term you want to use since uh, November the whatever, which was the final of the Amazon Cup. So. Mm. Um, I think just week by week, week by week is gonna is gonna it, look. It's like it's not European Cup standard, obviously, but it's it's the grind of preparation and training and and you know although you, the, the opposition's um, the opposition's not up to scratch, you can still punch your guts out even if the opposition's weak. You can still do that on a weekly basis, and if they do that, then 
I think the major players from Saracens probably will. Like as it stands now, you could say definitely Marrow. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, obviously, we'll, we'll come onto the road, but he, he'll be there. Yeah, and if anyone in that little group misses matches, doesn't get plenty of minutes under their belt between now and selection. Selection's only three weeks away. Yeah, it's like the third of very early May, like yeah, third or fifth of May, something like that. Yeah, so they they could be on shaky ground, but otherwise, you know, it's, it's basically not not trying to get ahead of ourselves. It's basically basically going to be. Marrow and Owen are definite, and then it's just whether the other two. I think I think Mako is a definite to be in the squad. I think he I think he will be based on that experience as one of those one of those three loose heads. And I agree that the scrummaging is the area that is you know that has been is is Achilles heel at times. Not to say it always has been, but at times that's been the, the one area of weakness in his game. But still, I think he will be worth a place on the plane. In both our squad and Gatlin's. Well, he, he if you don't take Marco, then your th- your third player becomes relatively an inexperienced player, mm. uh, and even the second choice. Say say your second is Ellis or your second is Win Jones. Yeah, they're inexperienced as Lions. They'd, they'd be new Lions. So uh, not taking Marco makes it. You'd have to have. You, you, even though Marco hasn't played well, you'd have to have someone having a storm in Six Nations to to merit dropping him. I think. Yeah, I think so. So for that reason, let, I think are we all are we all in agreement yeah. that, that he's on the plane for us. All right. So we have one one uh, one down. <laughs> uh, How long does that take? Where's the stopwatch? Make yourself make yourself <laughs> make yourselves a bed up. This, this, <laughs> this rig is going to be bleeding midnight. Just going to get another drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's 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 speed things up then. Because if there is one man who. Scrummaging is not a weakness. It's Win Jones, and I think he's in form. He's got proven pedigree. Let's get him in there. He's got proven pedigree. <laughs> Scrummaging a, a, you know, a, a top level, first choice during Rugby World Cup. I think I think he is more than good enough to get on there, and I, and I think he should go. Plus, turnovers galore. Turnovers galore. Everyone keeps punching him, so he's getting players sent off left, right, and centre. One of them, <laughs> one of them in South Africa, could win us the series. Yeah. Yep. And he's an old school looking prop. He's, he's got to be in for that alone, isn't he? He look he is a prop shape. <laughs> Let's get him in there for that. And, well, look, yeah. well, look, I think I think he's I think he's in a three way go between him, Ellis Genge, and Kian Healy. Although Kian Healy's got a lot of miles on the clock and he's well into his thirties, he's still mm. top quality. So that that is what we're, if we've agreed, Mako is going to go. I, I, I'd be amazed really if he didn't go unless he had an injury or something. Yeah. Then you then you're in a three-way go between Wynn, Ellis and Kean, I would say. Possibly the Scottish loose heads we mentioned haven't done enough. So you've got to you've got to be, rather than choose which two you're taking, you've got to you're basically choosing which ones you're dropping. So yeah, so we're saying then if there's so if we're saying Mako goes, it is two out of Wynn Jones, Ellis Genge, and Kean Healy. Yeah, did I get their names wrong just now? No, 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 he didn't. He didn't. I'm oh, just amazing. Just, just clarifying again for the listeners who are probably thinking, probably so, thinking, and, and I, then, I, better, I, better, I better clear the rest of my day if I'm going to listen to the rest of this. <laughs> so then, um, the, probably the biggest call is Ellis Genge's uh, discipline. Because mm. otherwise, I, you, play, yeah. you play it safe and go for Kean Healy. I, I, I'd sketch down Kean Healy and Win Jones as mine. What about you, Dan? 
I, I really like Yanis Genge. And mm. I do. He's a he's, fantastic player. I sort of, I know he's been up to all sorts, you know, week in, week out, but there's something, there's equally something about that that um, I, I kind of like the niggle. You know, I know, he's gone over the top with it, Murph. I know you, I agree with a lot of your comments that he's, he's, you know, he's going, he's going OTT with it, but he's got something in him, isn't he? He's got a, he's got a real bit of fire, a bit of grit that, um, He's an amazing carrier, ball carrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really yeah. explosive. Explosive in a way you wouldn't expect a prop to be explosive. Yeah, it's kind of he's he's like yeah, so ferocious power, isn't it, coming through? And he's yeah. yeah, again, I think he offers something really different. So I I don't think it's that much of a risk really taking him with um, you know with his behaviour at the moment. I, I for me, he's I'd love to see him go. All right, Dan's Dan's going for. For Win and Ellis, what about you, Murph? Uh, I, we, I have to, I have to say, Dan, you, you started to win me over with that argument. To be fair, <laughs> are we talking yeah. for my selection or what I think will go? Let's let's go for your selection. That's what uh, we're oh, well, uh, com- completely uh, even handed, unbiased uh, selection of Win Jones, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I would probably, even though I'm a huge Ellis fan, I'd probably go Keen Healy just for. Uh, experience. This is this is tricky because, I, like I say, mm. I had I had Kian Healy written down, but Dan's argument. I mean, he is he is an X factor player, Ellis Gens. You feel like he could he could win or lose you a series. You know, yeah. if, if his if his head goes, you're in trouble. But likewise, if you can harness that, I tell uh, my other dog, my other dog of Ellis, is how well he would get on as a squad member on Lions tour. Mm. That's a good point. He, yeah, he seems to treat everyone else like an alien when he's on the pitch. If they're not in his kit, it all just buckwheats. Like he, he, you know, he, he doesn't seem to pay any. There's, I know it's it's just social media nonsense, really. There's that clip where he wasn't even clapping the players off the pitch. Yeah, yeah, I know. I... Which I don't, I don't read as much into. Like it, it, it was, it was great to you know to to get your hackles up over at the time, but. It didn't really mean that much, but it, it also suggests that he he's got a detachment from his fellow professionals. If they're not on his on his team, he's not really that bothered. And I think with obviously the ethos of the Lions, you really need to buy into it for it to work. So he speaks he speaks well, isn't he? When you know when he's interviewed, there's there's, there's a fair bit there's a, there's a good bit going on upstairs, though, isn't there? And he, he I of, wonder, he might, I, yeah, I wonder whether he, he's very different. He's very different. You know, when you take him out of the 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 match day environment that's where things boil over I think he might actually be quite a different fella away from that he could, could well be it could be just purely like white line fever as they say yeah um, part of it is with me as well with him is that I'd like to see what the Lions coaches would would, would do with him and how he'd fare up in that environment because you can't you know you'd have to be absolutely bonkers to lose it wouldn't you for him to because he'd have to you know if he got carded for doing something ridiculous it, it, it you know it's absolutely unforgivable on the Lions tour, isn't it? So, yeah, it's possible. But I just think, imagine if they get old of him and get the best out of him. It could be frightening, but it's, it is a big risk. So, just before we make this decision then, let's, <laughs> let's, exa- let's examine Kian Healy, who again, you know, he's got all the safe, you know, got safe all-round game, bags of experience. We know what he's capable of. Is and, it- and also, current form played brilliantly against Exeter yesterday current form that is that's not that's not he's not yeah. living on past glories like in well effectively Mako is living on past glories at the moment because his yeah. form is 
Six Nation form is decidedly average by his own standards. Whereas Keane Healy is, you know, probably you couldn't say the form is life, but he's playing really well at the moment. So mm, mm. <laughs> these are compelling arguments. All right. Um, oh God, I'm flip flopping here, aren't I? All over the place. <laughs> uh, I'm good. All right. Let's let's go then. Let's go with Keane Healy. Because you're right. Look, form form like that, you know. Stuff, stuff like uh, putting in big performances against the European champions, even if you are playing for Leinster, is is a really good indicator. You know, more so than uh, than beating Bedford in uh, in the Saracens kit. So, uh, or in fact, any game in the Pro 14 ever. So, I think that's um, <laughs> all right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Kean Healy, but I would equally be as happy to see Ellis Genge in there. Me but too. We'll... But uh, me too. But I but I'll also say just to just to reinforce your decision is. Will South Africa target someone like Ellis Genge? Because they love a wind-up. Uh, undoubtedly. Yeah. And it's how, he, yeah. it's how he responds. And that's, that's They'd be it, all yeah. over him, wouldn't it? That'd be... Uh... They, well, they'll go after Carl Sinclair as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think I think Sinclair has tempered that part of his game quite considerably, actually, I think, in yeah. recent times. So should, do you, let's, let's talk tight heads then. So if we're going for... If we're saying the loose heads are Wynne Jones, Mako Vinopola and Kian Healy, let's have a look at the tight heads. So I had a relatively... Um, short list of potential names here. So I had Sinclair, Furlong, Porter, WP Nell and Tom Francis as, as the five I thought were were worth considering. We've missed someone there, haven't we? Have we? Probably. Uh, oh, F- uh, Faggerson. Faggerson uh, would be yeah. ahead of WP Nell, I would imagine. And yeah, second choice for England at the moment is Will Stewart. You probably wouldn't go with him. Uh, Leon Brown, obviously. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of Leon, but I think, I think it's, I think it's yeah. Look, mate, I, I love him. He's a great, he's a great player. But I think it's a big, it's a big ask to to get on there as one of three, as one of three props, isn't it? Well, you've got to nail down the first. You've got to nail down the starting berth in the Welsh team first, don't you? Well, exactly. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, you can just you can make it. Uh, one of two because Tyke Furlong is your test your test three and right. he's definitely going to be going. So then you, you've only got to fill two spaces from there. Yeah. Of which there's I another think, Irishman, I think. I think Port I think Porter <laughs> yeah. I, I think Porter and Sinclair are, are the two for me, but certainly Porter is um he's I think I think re- yeah, he is. He's just he like is. I don't know where he's from, so I might be using Irish stereotypes here, but again he looks like he's got that farm strength. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Where he's just like natural, oh, incredible strength. Uh, yeah, fighting I, strength. I think he's. I think he's. I think he's a good player. I think he's a good thing, and he's he, he goes for me on the bench press. But he's 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 ridiculous apparently on the uh, in the weights in the weights department. But he's great scrummager, isn't he? It was him when he came into the Leinster setup. It was it was then that people started saying Leinster seconds could get could get to the playoffs. Mm. Was when you realise they had Tyke Furlong and then someone like Andrew Porter behind him as well. So yeah, it could. I'm trying to think. Do you rate him, Miff? Yeah, I, yeah, but I, I'm I'm being caught off guard by um, him being so high up the pecking order because I think it'd be Kyle next in terms of selection, and then between Andrew Porter and whoever else. Is in the running. I think Tom Francis is the is the one, isn't he? Really, I I, I mean, again, I think I think Ferguson's a you know is a is a very he's a very good prop. But again, the the difficulty with Scotland, right, is 
and again, this this is the mindset Gatland will have, is their form is hard to take because it's fitful. You know, you can't judge Scotland on Grand Slam games. You can't judge many of their players on European form unless you're looking at unless you're looking at Hogg and Russell. You know, it's it's really, really difficult to know how those players perform at the very highest level because Scotland don't often compete in those games. Uh, whereas, you know, we know that England, Ireland and, uh, and Wales do. So that, that is the difficulty. And, you know, that maybe, maybe Gatlin sees something in, in Ferguson that, that suggests he is, you know, that, that next level up. I'd have him, I'd have him room in with Wynne Jones. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about catering arrangements afterwards if you like, but um, I don't no, know. Ru- rooming buddies. Sorry, you know. All right, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what they eat. I would imagine it's quite big. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah um, I, I would. I wouldn't argue over Andrew Porter, but I think it. Uh, I think it probably says a lot about the English setup at the moment. Because normally you'd, you you just have lo- loads of English front row players. Well, on yeah, the you would, wouldn't you? And um, yeah, okay. Well, I, I mean, I think it's Sinclair and Porter. Anyone, anyone? Feel I don't know whether to leave to, to any anyone can make a case for Tom Francis. I think he's you know vastly improved and over the. I don't know whether years, Porter, he's done a great job. I don't know whether Porter will actually go in. In I I'd have him there, but I don't know whether he will get selected. I wonder whether... I'm trying to work out who we're missing because I don't think Gatland would take Tom Francis because... No, I don't. No, because he's not. he doesn't start many for Exeter. So, right. I've, in fact, just to make sure we're not missing anyone, I've got the Six Nations squads up here. So Wales is yeah, it's Tom Francis, uh, Dylan Lewis, Leon Brown. Uh, then Scotland, you've got uh, Fagerson and Nell. Then Ireland, you've got uh, yeah Porter and uh, Porter and Furlong. England is uh, yeah England is Stewart and um, Sinclair. Yeah. Okay. So that's it. It's, it's just it's Furlong, Sinclair, Porter. I think so. I think it should right. be. I think it should be that. But I think Ferguson. You know, I, I don't know. They might. They might go with him. May I? I really don't. I think again. Honestly. No. That, I know Gatland has a history of not picking Scotland players and people think it's because he's anti-Scottish or something like that. I think it's that point that I've made before is that a lot of the time they're not playing in high profile enough games to gauge whether yeah. they're of the absolute top standard. Porter, you know, is he's a, he's a Leinster player. So, he, you know, he's at the business end of each season. He's there and he's, you know, and he's commanded a place in that Ireland squad as well. I think his form is a lot you know, has been tested a lot higher. I like Ferguson; he's a good player, but I think I think Porter will go, uh, and and he would definitely go in my team. It's, they're very strong options, then, aren't they? The, you like, you know, I think they're both very similar players. Actually, neither, neither of them yeah. are especially big carriers or anything, uh, like Furlong and, and mm-hmm. Sinclair are. But they they rock solid, you know, performance at the international level. So, I, I yeah. possibly favour Porter, but I don't think there's much to choose between them. Is what I'm trying to say. Fair yeah. enough. Well, we're going we're going with Sinclair, Furlong, and Porter as the uh, as the the tight head options, right? So we've still got second row uh, flankers and number eights to choose, and I think this is where things start to get um, start to get very complicated because you've only got uh, yeah you've got a few births, and like Murph said, you know that you, you need players who 
who are going to be able to play in a number of different positions if you've only got a 36-man squad. But first, we're going to take a quick break before we get stuck into that. We'll be back very, very shortly. Right then, time to have a look at the uh, at the second row and the back row options. So just doing a bit of maths here. So we've got nine players on the plane at the moment. Now, by my reckoning, I think... Hang on, did we do hooker? Oh no, God, what the hell am I doing? Yeah, we didn't do hooker. Oh, professional you, you, skipped, you, went, you, went, you went from one to three and I just assumed you were covering the important people first. I, I thought we I thought we'd selected three Ken Owens. So it was, <laughs> it, it was done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's decent, as good an option as uh, as I think there is. Uh, hooker, yeah. is tricky. Oh, hooker is tricky. Let's start with it. Let's start with Hooker then, shall we? This is a good one. Uh, yeah. I, Ken's Ken's the one who goes, isn't he? Yes, absolutely yeah. nailed on. Surely nailed on. Murph? Well, he, he was the, he was the best performing hooker yeah. in the Six Nations. Like a probably not not far behind is uh, Luke Cowan Dickey. And then you've got, I, for me, your the decision to be made is the third place. Who got, who does that go to out of um, Herring, Jamie George, and <laughs> like the 15 hookers that Scotland have had to use in the last 12 months? This is one of those, ignore everything I said about Scottish players in the first half of the show. This is, <laughs> this is the one area where I think there might be room to take a wild card. Uh, and the one I really like is Turner. I think Turner could be an interesting choice here. Um, the safe option is to take George and to take Cowan Dickey alongside Owens. And I think that's what Gatlin will do. But I'd be keen to get your thoughts. I don't, I don't know whether Herring's necessarily got enough experience or enough X factor to take him. It's very early on in his international yeah. career. You know? um, yeah, I, there's so many... Scottish hookers have been used over the last four months, and I can't even work out which one's my favourite now. Yeah. No. Um, a lot of them have gone very well as well, haven't they? That's they all what, have, really. Yeah. So yeah. the team's been going well as well. So um, I'm not. I'm not. Especially even at his very best, I'm not the biggest Jamie George fan. Are you not? Um, I think. I think he's. I just think he's real solid dependable test match animal of a player I'm I, I think he's a yeah, I, 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 he is dependable and, and he's worthy of all the things he's achieved but I just think if he was playing for and I don't want to insult any club if he was playing for Zebra every week he wouldn't inspire him to be better at all oh thanks for this Murph got droves of fans in Palmer switching <laughs> off at this point in time yeah 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 I was going to pick other names I'll play a safe <laughs> uh he, he, he wouldn't. He wouldn't necessarily improve much. I, I just think he's surrounded wherever he plays, Saracens or England or the Lions. He's surrounded by top quality players like Maro Toje. Like wherever he plays for, he's always got Maro with him and other good players. So um, yeah, I, I listen. I, I, I the, the whole world thinks he's good, and I think he's average. Interesting. So, at some stage, I have to agree that I'm wrong, but I don't think he's anywhere near the same calibre as the other Saracens and England players that have achieved so much over the last five years. That's very interesting. Dan, thoughts on Jamie George before we start narrowing down a selection? Yeah, so I like Jamie George. I think he's got a very good rugby brain on him, like an out-and-out out out and out rugby man. Looks a bit funny on the shape-wise, doesn't he? 
doesn't look um, in in peak shape, but um, a little bit of Buzz Lightyear going on. Yeah, maybe yeah. a bit of Mr. Incredible. Even <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about starting a, a Patreon podcast here where people have to pay. It's just called Dan Killick's Body Shapes, where he analyzes the shape of the heads of every international rugby player yeah. or so, yeah, uh, haircuts. Um, yeah, we can grade them on haircuts, but he, uh, yes, yeah, so he wouldn't be in on the on the haircut side, but he, I like him, I rate him, but he's he's. He's not playing well at the moment, is he? So no, he's not. He's we've not. we've often said, haven't we? You, you pick on for. He's lost his first choice place in the England team. Um, yeah, it's not by mistake. It's not you know just like the coach likes the new guy. It's because he's he hasn't been his old consistent self. So he's definitely under pressure to make this tour. I think, I think even if even yeah. the biggest fan would agree, uh, the biggest Jamie George fan would agree that he's under pressure to make this tour. Yeah, totally. I mean, and he would have been an absolute shoe in, wouldn't he? You know, yeah. going back, you know, going back over a year. So, but I mm. think yeah, he's under pressure. I, I could, I can well imagine him missing out. Actually, this time, I think he probably will miss out this time round. So, yeah, I'd have. Uh, well, uh, Cowan Dickey for me is is I bet would definitely go um, Ken, and then um, and then it's another then, isn't it? Here we go. Though. Right, this is the point. Now. It's the second test. The Lions are one a 1-0 down and it's 55 minutes. South Africa have just had someone sin binge. You've kicked to the corner. You're 12 points up. You need someone to hit to hit your man. Yeah. <laughs> now, for me... That's a very want, good shout. I want That's James George good. there over Luke Cowan Dickey. Now, again, it's no. I know it's never as straightforward as, yeah. as it's the hooker's fault, but it's one of those areas that I do think... George makes a big positive difference. Well, he, he's got the previous experience of huge matches. Yeah. You know, whether it be World Cup finals or massive World Cup games, uh, massive European Cup games. And he's got that over probably nearly every player in the in the offing. And not at every other hooker in the tournament. And yeah. So he, he wins on that. But and he, he also um is he, he also knows uh, Marrow so well, doesn't he? Which could could really count in his favour as well. That's yeah. what I think all of this comes down to, is that all is what will be going through Gatlin's head, is can I get these players ready to face the Springboks in a test match over the course of a few weeks? Can I get them back up to their to the standard that they need to be? And I think he's going to take, I, I think he's going to take most of these Saracens boys. And I would be inclined to be doing the same with Jamie George, because I think he's a safe bet and if he's not up to form, you know, then fine. He will have he'll have had a couple of get he'll have a couple of games, and then you've got other options. You've got Ken there, who's got a sack load of experience at international level. So, but for me, I just think it's that. I don't know. I think I think it's I think he's another one. It's worth taking the risk on because if he gets back to his if he gets back to back to his best, then. I don't know. I know Murph said he's not clearly not as big a fan as, as me, but I think he is. I think he is the best hooker there if he's at his best. If everyone was fit in Scotland, who is the actual first choice spot? Is it McAnally? I don't know. I don't know whether whether now these the boys who've had a, a really good tournament in the Six Nations whether they would keep McNally out. I mean, McNally was the captain for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, I feel sorry for him because he he, he good player. He probably would have been in prime position to put pressure on Jamie mm. 
uh, George to get onto Lions Club. Now he's not there. You, you probably have to go with Jamie, George, because he's just got the... Well, you, you said about the link with him and Marrow. Mm. Based on previous tours, there's a link with him and uh, Alan Wayne Jones as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah it's a really good... It's so, a really good point you make, uh, Jad, really. He's going, man. Really. Yeah, I give in. All right, let's... Okay, so we've got Ken, we've got Jamie George. Now, with that in mind, my thinking was I take a bit of a wild card hooker, and for me, that's Turner. I think the reality is, is it will be Cowan Dickey, but what do, you, what do you boys reckon? Who would you like to see on there? Let's go with Murph on that one. Well, Cowan Dickey was my second choice ahead of Jamie okay. George anyway, so no-brainer for me. Dan? I'd like to see Cowan Dickey, but I have a feeling we may see Turner. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, forget everything I said. Gatland hates the Scots. He won't take him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get for for our squad though. We're going Owens, Jamie George, Cowan Dickey. I mean, there, there's some there's some great options in there. To be fair. Um, right now, later than advertised, it's time to talk about the locks and the uh, and the, <laughs> the back row. So just quickly doing some maths, having finally allocated these nine spots now i think you've got seven back row and five locks maybe that's too many what do you reckon murph well they would normally uh have at least one interchangeable yeah player who's gonna who's gonna cover i mean i, I think i can remember ian henderson playing blindside in a i can match. Yeah, yeah, I can think of three who'd be on my plane to who can play back row, but we'll okay. um we'll come on to that. Um, I mean, well, I don't know what the balance is going to be. I mean, um, and of, uh, aside from that, there's going to be players in the back row who who can play across yeah. the or two of the positions as well. Um, Here's my thinking though, and it's all down to your uh, your point that you make routinely that the top sides in Europe have their squads packed full of second row meat. And this is going to be a hard tour. You know, those those inverted commas midweek games, I don't think many of them are actually midweek, but by the time you get out and play the Stormers and South Africa A and the Sharks, uh, I think it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be a pretty arduous tour and you're going to need some, uh, some, some big reinforcements to get through that, yet alone the test, plus injuries you're going to take. I, I think this is a really big selection, actually, who he goes for here and I... And, and so I think you need a lot of, I think you need a lot of players in, in lock and back row. Yeah, it, it, it's a big selection anyway. And when you consider South Africa always turn up with a 6-2 split. Exactly. Their matches, mm-hmm. and, and they basically work out whether they're going to win the game by up front, even though they have got good backs. Um, yeah, uh, it's, the second row is going to be... Uh, it was probably before the tournament, contentious area, I would say, because of Alamin Jones was considered over the hill in January. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and everyone in the media, like the national press media in this country, was just James Ryan, James Ryan plus Marrow, James Ryan, or Marrow plus James Ryan. And I think that's changed dramatic, uh, dramatic. Dramatically, I was dramatically, dramatically, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, dramatically in the course of four matches, yeah, four international matches. That's all flipped. I think James Ryan might still sneak on the tour because only because the English second rows haven't gone amazingly well. Yeah, 
No, it's right. And, and Laws is a player I would love to take on the tour, but he's been injured since February. I think it's going to be a rush for him to get back to, to full fitness. No, and he, he didn't he didn't play for Northampton in the European game this weekend either. So he's running out of time. He is he? running out of time. Yeah. Um, which is which is a shame because I think he's I think he's exactly the kind of player you want on this tour. I know he's got a reputation for just you know nailing fly and small fly halves, but he's I think he's a lot more to him than that. But um, yeah, the other thing, just quickly before we get on to selecting this, is I'm astonished how many people you know you see in the the newspapers selecting um, you know selecting their provisional squads and stuff like that. I'm surprised how many people are are opting for three fly halves plus Owen Farrell at centre. I Gatland hasn't done that on either of the tours. He's always taken two, and his you know his third choice fly half in 2013 was Hog. So I I don't see him doing that. I very much see him taking two plus Farrell again. I can't yes. I can't see him taking three, which so, I know we'll, we'll we'll come on to that in the back session. Yeah. But that has an impact on on overloading the forwards, especially if you're going if you're committed to 36, then it's mm-hmm. got to be two plus Farrell. Yeah, and, and it also makes it easier to make sure Farrell goes. Well, it does, yeah. <laughs> no, it does. Yeah, you're right. I tell you, the, the thing because I think... Because Spinner season out already. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. We're, again, we will cover all of this on uh, on the Backs, uh, the Backs podcast, <laughs> which will be which will be out next week. Um, shameless plug, of course. Right. Let's get into let's get into the locks then. Right. Itoji's nailed on for me. I don't care what anyone says. He's world class. Yeah. 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 I, I don't think anyone. Anyone in the, the anyone who's predicted a team would say that he's not going to go on the tour. Killick. Yeah, he's on he's on the plane. But he's not captain. No, <laughs> I, I, I don't think he is now. I just thought that was a sound bet because, like we said, the world was a was an even madder place in January because uh people were starting to think that, that Alan Wynn might not make this tour. But yeah, mm. look, I, so yeah, Itoji and Alan Wynn. Are both nailed on, and Adam Wynn will be captain. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. agree, and uh, I think it's right. But at, at one stage, I was looking forward to uh, Marrow being captain, just purely for political reasons rather than rugby reasons. Yeah, I get that. I get that completely, especially on a tour to South Africa. You mm. know, I think I think it would be a major. It'd be a major statement. A mate of mine pointed out to me, well, the South African uh, captain is black. Mm. Uh, I said, well, I wasn't referring to the racism in South Africa. I was referring to the racism in the UK. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's why I wanted Mario Toje, a London Nigerian, to be, yeah. I assume, the first black man to lead the Lions, um, if he makes it. But I think it'd be Alan Wynn, and I think that's the right decision. But I, I still, in another universe, there's a lot of uh, throbbers frothing at the mouth. Yeah, of there Mario is. Toje being captain of the Lions. There is. And... I mean, it'd be interesting to see because he may well captain them in a game, you mm. know, in a in a perhaps not in a test game. And again, I, you know, I don't know if if there's someone we've missed. If there is a if there is a black man who's captained who's captained the Lions at some point, it's a tricky one. Well, Chavez midweek maybe yeah, might have done. Yeah, might have done, but don't don't know. It'd been two thousand and one, wouldn't it? And there was a lot of uh, there was a lot oh, of um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. He captained Wales. He did captain Wales famously. Yeah. Um, but there we go. Right. Okay. So we've got Atoji and Alan Wynn on the uh, on the plane. Now there are a hell of a lot of second rows in here that um, that are worth mentioning. You've obviously mentioned Ryan and Henderson, Byrne, who you could consider a back row forward as well. Uh, Johnny Gray, Beards worth a shout. Hill. Um, have I missed any of the English uh, the English second rows? 
Well, it's, been, it's been Stuka and Ewells, and neither of them have lived up to no chance of them going. No, no chance. No. Or, or the other, or the other hill, Johnny. They're not. They're not going to go, are they? Any, any of them. No. Of the three, not. Johnny Hill is the strongest. I would say strongest candidate. There's no chance. Yeah. He won't go. He, he kind of lost his place towards the end of the tournament. He so. did. Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah, he was, he was out, wasn't he? Yeah. So, uh, look, I, I got a hill. I'll die on you in the second row, and that oh. hill is Johnny Gray. Yeah, I like it. I, I like yeah. it a lot. He's in my. He's in mine. I just think. That's he's, okay. Yes. Okay. We, that's okay. We can still be friends then. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, what the work rate on the guy? Unreal. Doesn't miss. And a, doesn't miss a tackle. Yeah. Year in, year out as well. He was. He was. Although Exeter lost quite uh, comfortably in the end against Leinster yesterday, he was still really good. Really good against uh, Leinster. So, uh, he's my. Third choice and pushing also, I think, pushing the um, front two for the test team and exactly the kind of player who, uh, in the opposite direction of what we were talking about earlier with Ellis Genge, will get right under the skin of the South African players because he just won't give up and he's just constantly a nuisance. So a little bit like Hamish Watson, actually, who's also an Christmas squad. But uh, yeah, he, just the sort of player to wind up as the uh, South African team. All right. If we're saying there's five five second row places, I think I think Johnny Gray, and this is our team. I think Johnny Gray is is worthy of one, um, for sure. I've got Tyke Burning as a second row now. I know obviously he's playing a lot. You know, he plays a lot of rugby at six as well. I just think that again for that reason he goes as as a whatever it is he goes. I, I just can't I can't see him not not going on the tour. For me, he would be my he would be the second row on the bench for me as things start to become a bit more open, you know, coming on with 20 minutes to go and um, winning you some crucial turnovers and doing some tight burn type things. So, I, I mean, whatever happens, he's on the plane, isn't he? Dan? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that for sure. Yeah, he's... Um, I think he'll be... I think he's got a real, a real case for being on the, on the bench, isn't he? And he's also he's also great in attack, isn't he? He, he, he does a lot of like um, great hands. Yeah, great hands, a lot of link work. Uh, your turnovers, yeah, he's he's good. He's a great player. So yeah, f- for me, definitely, uh, definitely on the plane. Yeah, I don't think there's any question he goes, but it's it's just whether he goes in the lock slot or as a back row slot, because okay. the temptation is if you're facing South Africa. To have as much beef on the plane as possible. Would you have him back row slot then? Blindside slot, and then someone who yeah. can cover the second row if needed. I'm not saying that's definitely what I do, yeah. but that is that is the only the only question that, that's yeah. being posed to you because otherwise, he's, I think he's nailed on to tour. But it's just whether you want to take more size in the second row and have him as a as a utility back rower, or if he actually goes as an out and out lock. Is this where we need to start looking at the back row as well now, and this becomes a bit more of a? a bit well, yeah, more I mean, of a... well, we, we could we could cover James Ryan and Hendo. Was I, I I'm more the more you mentioned it to me, Murph, and I don't know if you're brainwashing me, and this is Stockholm syndrome setting in. <laughs> uh, but the more you mention it, the more I have concerns about James Ryan going, trying to bully South African forwards who are just bigger and harder. And yeah. that's the question over him, yeah. yeah, yeah. And if he if you if you and he didn't have. A, I mean, he didn't feature much in the Six Nations. 
I don't think he played yesterday. Did he play yesterday? I think it was Fardy and Devin Toner played yesterday for Leinster starting. And I don't think James Ryan was on the bench either. But I don't know where he was. But um, he hasn't had a great season by his own high standards. And if you also, like me, think that he's just the right size for Ebenezer Beth to smash uh, off his feet, then he is one of the shakier candidates. Dan, thoughts on James Ryan? Mead miss out. Yeah, I think he misses out. Yeah, misses out. Um, I, I, I don't think I wouldn't take him then on this this tour. I like Henderson. Yeah, I prefer Henderson. And again, yeah, he can be he can play in a couple of different positions as well, can't he? I like Henderson. Uh, I don't know whether he's a Test lion. Yeah, there's gonna. There's potentially question marks over that, but he's he's always yeah. talked about in a big way, isn't he? But he, yeah, I, he had a great tour last time. Last he did have a great tour. I, I, yeah, I, might, be, I he, might be chatting rubbish because again, who would have said that? You know, who would have said that Tim Rodber was a was a Test lion over you know over Delalio at eight or whatever? You know, these things happen, don't they? Where people can shine and 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 really, yeah. I, really I think he's got a real X factor. He just he gets. He picks up a knock or he gets shifted around in positions and he's sort of he's just had some bad luck. I I, I but I think he's a he's a great player. I also I also think again he's um he's a leader, you know, you'd have absolutely no qualms with him le- leading out of the lines in a in a midweek game and and you know backing him to to have the, the respect of the squad around him. So there's a lot to be there's a lot to be said. We haven't mentioned uh, my boyfriend or my ex-boyfriend, Corey Hill, um, <laughs> which I don't know. I mean, I look, you don't need to. If you want to hear me talk about how brilliant Corey Hill is, go and listen to any episode <laughs> from the last three and a half years. But um, He doesn't get much love outside of these. The, <laughs> I was going to say outside of these borders, but you two are outside of these borders. Uh, um, outside of Welsh rugby, he doesn't get. I don't think people realise how bloody good he is. I really yeah. don't. Like, they, just, I mean, they don't. It, it, uh, four years ago, Corey Who, yeah, Corey Who was the quote when he when he went on his ge- ge- geographical six uh, onto the tour. So, yeah, and listen, if he if he was out and out first choice for Wales alongside Alan Wynn, then some people would, some other people say if it, say if there's a Scottish podcast where they're picking a Lions, mm. so they might put him in the pool. But I don't think he'd be in, outside of Wales. He wouldn't even be in many people's pool pool to select from uh, even though as you rightly say they should however in these two scenarios the people selecting the lions are one <laughs> a, a bunch of fanboys and in the real world an even bigger fanboy in warren gatland who loves the bloke he took it he took him on it he took him as part of a 32-man world cup squad when he was injured that's yeah, how much he rates yeah. Corey hill but I, there's, uh, a, there's a there's an there's an element of james ryan about it though isn't it Yes and no. I think there's way more to Corey Hill in terms of dynamism than you know. I think Ryan. I think Ryan is a one more to him in terms of size, though. No, no, there isn't. But again, I don't think that you're not trying to you're not trying to fight fire with fire like James Ryan would be doing. I think you're looking at someone who is a bit more you know is a bit more dynamic and isn't necessarily just looking to smash them off their feet when he when he's taking the ball into contact. I think you're trying to use a bit more footwork or um, or stuff like that. I don't know. I think I Jed, because saying. because um, it would cause uproar in the media. That's all I say. 
Yeah, oh, we'll I'm, oh I'm, I'm looking forward to this as well, by the way. But <laughs> like, I think I'm just not going to go on Twitter for two months while it's on. Like, whatever happens, they will be quality players who go on the Lions tour. Some of your favourites will miss out. Some of them, you know, some of them won't. But it, it's it's guaranteed to be a nightmare on Twitter because people cannot look at things objectively rather than, you know, rather than through the eyes of their fan. But if Coriel doesn't go, then... Um, then, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll never I, watch rugby again. <laughs> I think Corey Hill. I think Corey Hill will will sadly miss out. You know how much a big fan I am, but because of Tykeburn, because of Henderson, people like that. I think he'll probably he'll probably miss out. But I do, I do think that Adam Beard. I I actually think he's got a real real um, strong case to to go. He had big, a brilliant big man. Nations. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He's had a great season. He's he's really in form, and he's a he's a big big lump, isn't he? He's like a telegraph pole. Like he's that tall and that strong. You know, like all he's like three telegraph poles all welded together. He's he's huge. Yeah, he's, what he's done is he's gone into the side, been dropped, and come back better. Yes, which is a really good, really sign of a really good uh, player, a good temperament. You know, to not spit your dummy out, that kind of thing is definitely what I would have done. Um, yeah, it, it speaks a lot of his character and everything. So, um, I tell you, I tell you what scenario Corey Hill would go. <laughs> Corey Hill would go if the Lions happened to be torn in England because of his scoring records. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but unfortunately, we're torn in South Africa, so I don't, I can't remember him. I don't, I can't remember his record against South Africa. I don't know. Are they, I think there is only international tries, aren't they? Maybe I don't know. He might, he might have a few more. I don't know. Only oh, he just always scores against England. Right, we need to start making some decisions now. So look, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start pushing us forward here, and we can go back and change this. But I'm saying we take Burn. It might end up that we mean we shift things around a bit, but we're taking Burn because he's that good a quality. And I think so. That is that's the is that five one two three four? No, that's four. And then just I think recap the recap the. What we've picked so far, then. So we've got Itoji, Alan Wynne Jones, Johnny Gray, now Burn, and I think Henderson then is probably the most compelling case. Yeah. Uh, the only doubt there for me personally is whether Burn is a, a lock or a, or a six. Uh, well, I, I know he's both, but I, what, what I mean is selected as mm. lock or six. All right. Let, let's, let's start with yes. this. Let's put Hendo in as well. And then yeah. let's, let's look at the back row. It's in pencil can, at the moment. It's in pencil, yeah. And we can but move there, there, is, there is an argument to be made that six foot seven Johnny Hill would be more used in South Africa than Ty Byrne as a second row. Or Beard. Or, I can't or have that. Or, or Beard or James that. Ryan. Just, just purely for line presence because, yeah. I mean, Lou yeah. Diaga looks like he's going to miss the tour because he messed his ankle a uh, week before last in training. Mm. Uh, but they still got um, <laughs> Snyman, who's just ridiculously tall, and Eben Etzebeth. And the, who's the third guy? Oh, the, the Gloucester lock. This, um, he left Gloucester now. Handsome devil. I forget his name will come to me. And they're all amazing in the lineup. So would yeah. you, would you, all of them, uh, outstanding, probably as good as setting the, setting the bar for lineup forwards in mm. World Rugby? Uh, and do you want Tyburn jumping in the lineup against them, or do you want Johnny Hill jumping in the lineup? Again, look, I, I don't, I don't see Tyburn starting, um, starting as a second row 
in in South Africa. But well, do you, never I see know, you never know what happens once you once you go on the tour and you get a few injuries. Yeah, next thing you know, you're having, he's on the bench, say for the test. I, I can see him on the I can see him on the bench, and I wouldn't have a problem with that. But well, also, what I'm saying is then is after 20 minutes, Mario Toji goes off injured, mm-hmm. and suddenly you've got Ty Byrne jumping against Ebenezer in the middle of the lineout. Which I do is, think we yeah we need another big. He's got man. other qualities. Don't get me wrong. Got other qualities that more than make up for that kind of lack of stature in the in the lineup. But would you realistically in your very in your most Warren Gatland esque pragmatic moments rather Johnny Hill? No, I don't think I would rather Johnny Hill. I think uh-huh. Beard. I think Beard. I, you you <laughs> I think Beard. You can make an argument for, but Johnny Hill's had a, a sprinkling of. If Johnny Hill was Scottish, right? He'd be nowhere. He'd be nowhere near the side, right? It's because he's. It's because he's. He's found himself in that England side. Well, I, I was. I was. I wasn't. I was using Johnny Hill as an example, but uh, is someone of that size who is also available in? in that's a brilliant. Uh, look, okay, that's, then, that is that is a okay, brilliant. Adam point. Beard. Adam yeah. Beard. No, look, that's a, that's a brilliant point, and I'm it's open very to good it. point. And again, we need to look at back row when we're looking at lineouts as well, don't we? Because you're going to need you're going to need some options. You're going to need some options in there. You can sling up. It's um, the defensive, like the defensive um, work as well of someone like Beard, isn't it? It, it, it like capabilities as well. And more defense this, is going to be huge. Yeah, there's bound to be a, an injury or a niggle to 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 one of the big, you know, to a Toji or, or Alan Winnett or or it's just ha- there has to be over there, surely. Mm. So I think we need another big, we need another big, big out and out big lump, don't we, in the second row? But yeah. maybe maybe we're shifting. Maybe Murph's argument of shifting Tyke to the back row is. Uh, I'm only saying because it, the the line of presence of South Africa, like they stifled England at the World Cup final. I know it was 18 months ago. Mm. They will do, and they, they haven't played yeah. since. And even their provinces haven't played in recent months. So God knows what what they're going to do in preparation for this tour. But when they do get on the pitch, you know they they can just strangle all your possession mm. because you don't know if you're going to get your line of ball back. Your scrum will be under pressure the whole time. And do you want? Like a utility, he is really speaking a utility second row up against probably the best second row combination of any one nation. You know, that what, what they have on the pitch and on the bench is probably the best pool of second rows in the world. Yeah, yeah. It's, really, I mean, the, it's yeah, it's a great point. We, we've got we've got to win, we've got to win the ball, and also we've got to be in. We've got to make a nuisance of it. Don't get me wrong, Alan Wynn is Alan Wynn is going to be under pressure at the, at the lineup as well. He, he is always under pressure. He's always under pressure when he plays for Wales. Yeah, because he's you know like the target, yeah. so they just stand on him, and then we end up having to throw to Tipperick at the front Tipperick or the front, yeah, or Toby or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it, it's going to be for the for the for for the actual second rows. It's going to be a big task playing South Africa away like this. But when you pick a utility second row, then it becomes. Like I, you, I, like I say, he makes it all because he can play so well in yeah. both positions. And you, and Whether you might you need more depth. Might, if you've got a six-two split on the bench, um, six, five-two split on the six. How many bloody subs you have these days? Six, six, six-two yeah, six split. Yeah, I'm blooming mad here. Um, yeah, if you have a, um, yeah, if you have a six-two split on the bench, then there is an argument that he could come on in the second row after 20 minutes, or you could bring on another bit of meat. Um, yeah, you'd have two second rows on the bench, the same as South Africa do. Yeah, that's not too bad because then he, he is pretty much guaranteed to only do 25, 30 minutes or whatever. Yeah, the game. I mean, in which case, again, there is an argument then for because because Henderson is is, is the same height as Tyburn. Well, they're both about six foot six, I think. So 
Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the, the argument is, I think it's so. heavier. I'll have a look. It is heavier. But again, if we're talking line. I, I, I never, ever, ever have believed any stats they put out about players. Height and weight. Never. But I mean, it used to be a running joke back in back in the uh, 80s. They used to have, um, to have Phil Davis down as six foot six. And he is a massive guy, but he's not. He's not, not six foot six. Yeah. second row height, no. Um, I mean, this, this is tricky, isn't it? Because I think, look, if that, you make a really compelling argument that you need another massive bloke in there. And if you do, that then for me is Beard, which I know, again, there'll be... There'd probably be uproar in in the press if the <laughs> beard goes because you know, he's not he's not fashionable. But um, it could be he, he could do uh, a, a Corey Hill and take an injured Courtney Laws. True, because that's lineup presence, proper international standard lineup presence. If Courtney Laws is there, I don't know. I don't know how, how deep and how long his injury is for. So, but that's the kind of for me. That's the kind of specimen you need in some kind of depth if you're going to cope with the, I know you can't uh, people are saying you can't play them at their own game that, that's not what I'm saying you yeah. still got to be able to you've got you to be prepared for it at some stage you still got to be able to keep your own ball and uh, mm. and and uh, uh, win your own lineups and, and hold your scrum up and that means beef <laughs> the more you talk about it, the more I want to take Johnny Hill now. Um, <laughs> I, I'd rather, I'd rather uh, Courtney Law. Hey, haircuts. All right, I think then what it comes down to is, and again, we are going to look at the back row now, and it, it's things might move around again. But I think then you don't take Henderson, and you take either an injured Laws, and I hope he's fit, or you, or you take Ryan. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not down on uh, Ian Henderson's um, uh, lineup presence. Mind. Uh, I know height-wise, you say he's the same size as uh, Ty Byrne, but he's he's heavier on the on the hoof and heavier in the scrummaging and everything else. So I wouldn't be down on him for that. Um, yeah, they would. It, this this decision would be much easier if Courtney Laws was fit. It would, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's. Should we say he's? <laughs> yeah. Let's say he's fit to make. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think you've got to say he's injured. I, I don't think there's enough time for him to prove his fitness. Like you say, if if we knew he was a fortnight away, I think yeah. Gatland could possibly take a punt on him. I think the initial diagnosis when it was whatever it was, the end of February was like it was a three month injury. So I think it's unlikely. I do think yeah, it's unlikely. Like All right yeah, then, let's let, them, yeah. let's let's make a commitment. Right, we are either going for. For the time being, <laughs> if if we're not, if when let's just set a very clear definition now. If we're not doing furlong, uh, furlong burn as a second row, that means the option is him or Beard or Hill. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, if we're saying he is a second, so I've got five second rows on this tour, and I've included Burn as one of them. But if he's not, then that opens another can of worms as to who misses out in the back row. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right, let's stick with it, Frank. For the time being, this is what we've gone for, and this might change. Okay. It's Uji, Alan Wynn, Henderson, Byrne, and Johnny Gray. 
Okay. Yeah, Johnny Graber should be much further up the pecking order, but I agree. that was in no particular order. <laughs> yes, it was. You picked it wasn't. Two first. <laughs> you had the Toji Allen win, and everyone knows that's what's going to start the test team. Yeah, but he's not. Yeah, it wasn't in any real order. But he's not ahead of either of them, is he? Let's not get into this. Murph, we haven't got time to talk about where Johnny Gray is. On. He's on the plane. Um, <laughs> sorry, right. sorry, Jen. It's been, it's been a long week. <laughs> it's gonna be a long week for the listeners um right uh back row then right here's here's the the list i've got at the moment and again i've probably missed a few off here but tom curry underhill van der fleer omani jamie ritchie hamish watson justin tipperick josh navidi toby falatau cj stander keelan doris who i think is is probably going to be struggling simmons and billy vanapola Oh, that is. This is a mass. This is even bigger than the second row. So hard. Yeah, it is. And you're picking seven of these, uh, working on the basis that Byrne is in in the second row. Well, why don't we just try and go cast irons first and see what's left? All right. Toby Falatay, nailed on. Cast iron, yeah. Yep. Josh Navidi, nailed on. Yeah. But I think that's probably the last. Of the Welsh nailed ons, possibly, yeah, possibly. Um, for me, Hamish is nailed on. I think if, if it was me naming it, I would definitely take him 100%. Dan, I've got a feeling that he might miss out in Gatlin's team, though, possibly, but you know, I'm him? not saying he's a, he's a test starter, but I think it, it'd be really difficult to justify leaving the player of the tournament behind. Mm. Yeah, it is. I mean, you look at his stats and you can't argue with them, can you? You can't argue. So I do think on... he's got everything, though, as well. Like his, his work rate's incredible. Yeah. He's great at carrying the ball and he's an absolute, like, he's, a, he's just like a Rottweiler. He's just relentless. He'd, he'd, yeah, he'd love it as well facing them, wouldn't he? The bigger yeah. the, you know, bigger the better. He'd absolutely wallop in them. Nuisance in everyone's faces. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to leave him out, but well, I just if, you go, if you're looking specifically at open side because he is an out and out seven, mm-hmm. then obviously it's tips, and then there's Underhill. Underhill is fit again, having missed a lot of the Six Nations. So then you're left with either choosing one more of those two, Underhill or Tipperick, or going for a player who is also like Navidi is can play every position. So like a, um, Underhill can play six as well. Underhill can play six, and I think I think he will go, and I I would have him as well. Yeah, and I tips can tips can play other parts of the back row. Yeah, would he do it at international level against the? He just looks so good oh. with seven on his back, man. Yeah, no exactly. one can play. I'm just saying he's got the ability to cover other parts, mm. but no I one th- can play like he can either, can they? Tipperick, I know it, no. it, there is. There is a question mark still whether or not he'll go. I think, sadly, but there is, I, there is, I, which is which is tragic, really. But for me, I, I he's absolutely there. You know, do you well, want to know? Yeah, the big issue is style of play. If you know an advanced style of play, you're going to play rugby, open rugby. And tips goes every single time. In I would say nearly everyone's squad. But if yeah. if we're going to play more direct, more aggressive, more huge defence, huge carries. Tips simply doesn't go, I'm afraid, even though that's a travesty. No, that's a great point. But again, I just think in the squad, having someone who you know never misses a tackle and is underrated over the ball and is also as good as a number 10, 
you know, has better hands than international tens who will probably make the squad. I mean, Farrell. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think that it's, you know, I don't know, having that option in the squad, even if he's down the pecking order in terms of who would start at seven, it's a hell of an option to have in there. He will never let you down, but he could just win you. He could win you a test match with a moment of brilliance. So I think that that's worth bearing in mind. Do you want to hear what my who my seven players were? And then we um, can start working. I, I guess someone else said, you say that, but after that, I, I want to come back to tips again. All right. Now, go on. You, you, go, on with, you go on with tips now. I'm just going to say, uh, it's a straight-up choice me, for me. It, if the South Africans are camped on your line and you know they're doing the pick-and-go around their side, would you want Underhill or tips? Uh, I'd want Underhill. Yeah. And, and that, that, I think, it, as much as, you know, the romantics and everyone in Wales will hate it, I think that's what it, what it, what it will come down to in Gatlin's mind. All right. Well, look, here's... Yeah. I, I, Listen, I think... he, might, he, he might... Gatlin might cop out and not take Hamish. He might. In which I, case... I think, there's room, I think there's room for both, to be honest. So mine was... Mine was Curry, Underhill, Watson, Tipperick, Navidi, and then the two eight berths were... Falatau and Simmons. Um, no, no, Vunipola. No, he's the, he's the big one you leave at home. Don't, if you if he's not fit, which he hasn't looked fit, mm. South Africa will gobble him up. Yeah, so, you know we've seen we've seen Six Nations sides wrap Billy up very very easily. Again, you are banking on the fact that you can get him back to to prime uh, Billy Vunipola uh, status. And I think that's too big a risk because if you take him and he, and he can't, there's, there's too much other quality. I think you, they, that honestly, they'll, they'll lick their lips if he goes and he's not up to top class. If he is, it's a different, it's a different ball game, but he's still not going to start over Toby. He I, doesn't I tend think. to have games in the middle, does he either? He's either, he's either outstanding mm. or poor. There's no, there's not, there's not a great deal in the middle because he doesn't do a, he doesn't do enough going backward when he's, when he's on, when he's going backwards and we could be going backwards a fair bit against them. I think if this was if this was against Australia, you know, it's a different it's a, a different argument. Um, but I think against South Africa, where you know they're going to be massively physical, the risk of taking him as um, under, uh, you know as an undercooked as an undercooked Billy is, um, I, I think that would play into their hands. As brilliant a player as he is, and I do genuinely think that. Mm. I, I wouldn't. That's, I I would die on the Johnny. Grey Hill, mm. I wouldn't die on the Billy Hill. If you want to leave him out, I won't argue at all. Um, he, he was at his best, or I, I assume he, he's not that old, so he can get back to his best again. Mm. Very effective at the breakdown for Saracens in England. He, he, he was good over the ball, yeah. just a nuisance defensively all the time. So he can be an effective operator in that, but he's had loads of fairly anonymous games in the last uh, six months. Well, well, for England in the last in, in this tournament, so mm. um, yeah, and, and look, the, 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 this is more than when, when you're talking about Vunipola and uh, Simmons, it's not just a Lions selection, that's you're getting into England selection, it's, mm. it's crying out over the border for Sam Simmons. The fact that he is not even in the squad for the Six Nations is just balmy, and we're, we're all genuinely talking about him as a, as a Lions tourist, mm. so um. Yeah, the, the other possibility outside of what we just thought about is Caelan Doris, who is fit again now. Um, played yesterday. 
So isn't it? I would. I'm not. I'm not a fan of the Scottish number eight. No, yeah, and neither of them I would say were lion tests. They're not. They're not. They've they've not shown enough to to make a lion's tour yet. Doris Doris is an interesting show. Um, I think CJ Stander is you know is is still in is still in with a shout. I thought he had. I thought he had a very good tournament. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's the and, yeah. and he empty. He goes there. He empties the tank. You know, in the in the, the country of his birth for you. I think it's. Uh, it, it, look, if you're gonna if you wanted to play if you want to play skittles against the South Africans. I would take CJ Stander at the moment over Billy. Yeah, the, the, the odd thing with CJ Stander is the announcement of the retirement out of nowhere. He could have easily waited until after the Lions selection. But he, I, I presume he's still available for selection, isn't he? Well, I don't know. He's, I mean, it's international retirement, you know, I mean, it's not, he, I don't know. I said he's retiring at the end of the season. That's that's yeah. the statement. I'm retired. He's, he's not going to play for Ireland again. We know that, but he might. Yeah. He might. But you know, if Gatland phoned him up and said, "Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to come?" I think. Yeah, uh, but it's, but th- th- that announcement is not a come and get me announcement, is it? No, it's true. So I am no, unless he wants. I unless he wants to be immediate effect at the end of the season. So unless he wants uh, to be with a family, he's he's got a he's got a I don't know. He has to be with a family. Possibly, or, you know. possibly he's he, he he's a South African who doesn't fancy playing against Peter Steffi Toy. I, don't, I know I don't, and I'm not South African. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, it could be that like, you know, we could just have a look at the side. Probably boys he was in academies with, you know, uh, ten years ago or twelve years ago, and um, he said, oh, I, don't, "I hope they don't pick me. I'm going to retire." <laughs> I doubt that very much, but it was possible. All right, we need to start nailing down some of these some of these positions. Right, we've said Toby goes. Right, Toby's on the plane. We've had yeah, we've had some cast irons. It's just the finer points. Toby's on the plane. Navidi is on the plane. Tom Curry's on the plane. I think Tom Curry's on the plane. Yeah, the, the, he's got so yeah. much, so much media behind him as well. I think I think Underhill is on the plane. Yes, oh, because of the opposition, I think he's, he goes. Yeah, and yeah, and he's you know he's he's played as much rugby at six as he has at seven. So I think he's but you know an, an added threat over the ball at six against South Africa is no bad thing. Just massive, and, massive defence. Yeah, massive, massive defence, and you're going to need that when you're chopping down those great big South African oak trees, second rows. Um, okay, which leaves then. So, so, so someone's got to be a proper number eight, unless you're unless you're just having Navidia's cover, which I don't think you will. I think you've got to take Standard, Doris, Billy, or Simmons. I, I'm happy with what you chose, but I, I think it'll, it'll cause so many column inches if they don't take Billy. Dan, I, I would love to see Simmons go, but I think Billy will go. Okay, but we are picking yep. our side as well. So, I'm happy with Simmons. All right, yeah. Let's go. Let's go with Simmons then, because we don't have to deal with the column inches. For what it's <laughs> worth, I think if Gatland fancies Simmons more, he'll go with it. He couldn't. He couldn't give a toss what what what's written by. What's well, we know by Stephen Jones. Yeah, we well he's got form for it. We know from the Brian O'Driscoll uh, Bodgate, as it were. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, but it, it's still going to be it's still a big call because I mean, you just think Sam if, Simmons, if Sam Simmons is, is is lightly tested at international level as well. Yeah. Even though I, even though I would pick him, uh, and really speaking, Caelan Doris has not got a lot of miles on the clock. No, he's not, and I think that's why he might miss out. It. But yeah. I think you Simmons, think. <laughs> I think well, Bill, I think uh, Gatlin I think once Gatlin gets bi- uh, Billy firing, you know, mm. 
just he's so destructive carrying his knee and but can he get him firing that's the can thing. he get him firing and I Eddie can't. Eddie can't. yeah well Eddie can't and <laughs> yeah, um, but Eddie Eddie gets a lot of them misfiring doesn't he I mean yeah I think if there's one person who can it would be Gatland yes but we haven't seen a good game out of Billy we're not you know we haven't seen a good game out of Billy well, he, was, he was good against France but his form's been really, really patchy for a long period of time. And yeah. his rugby between now and uh, and the South Africa tour is in the championship. And I think it's one thing if you're Maratoji, who's got the form, you know, he's got enough form behind him that you don't need to worry about that. Jamie George, you know, we've, we've discussed that already. That might, be, that might be a tricky one. But again, I don't think it's the same as Billy. I think Billy has to, has to be in prime fitness to go. Um, it's just the tricky thing. It's because it's number eight. It's, you know, that pivotal position right at the back. But let's be it's, honest, if Toby, so got injured, if Toby got injured uh, during a tour game, I think realistically they'd fly Billy out anyway, you know, or it, it's going to be someone with that experience in there. Um, yeah. so, right. Well, anyway, look, we're settled on that. We're going... It, yeah. I, 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 just very briefly before we wrap that up, if CJ stand up, CJ Stander hadn't announced his retirement at the end of the season with media effect and all the other terminology he used. I, I, I would consider him uh, for the Lions. Mm. All right. Well, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, that's, a, that's a perfectly valid point, I think. Um, which leaves then, with my maths, two flank positions. Um, unless you wanted to take Billy as a, uh, you know, as a, and take three eights. But so the, the players we've got left knocking around are... You could do that because Sam, Simmons and uh, Falatogon both play six. Yeah, that's true. So, all right, then. We've, we've got two places out of Van der Fleer, Omani, Ritchie, Hamish Watson, Tipperick, Billy, Stander and Doris. You can write off Omani. Um, yeah. I think you can probably write off Van der Fleer. Um, I think we're saying that we're writing off Doris. Yeah. So it's two out of Richie, Billy, Stander, Watson, and Tipperick. Uh, Watson is 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 in, is one of my cast irons. All right, though, let's go with it. You've said it. It's cast iron. He's in. Even though I'm I'm not entirely sure Gatland agrees. For me, he, he, he it's absolutely well. I know it's not official, but he's the Six Nations player of the tournament. So you know. I know it's only like man of the match award. It doesn't mean you're the best player or anything like that, but um, his performances, it would be weird if he didn't get on the plane. Mm, I agree. Okay, so if we've got him, there's one place left. Tipperick, Billy, Stander, or Richie. We've not no said anything. About, we've not said anything. No mention of Ross Moriarty. I don't think there's any chance. I, lo- I love Ross, but I don't think I don't oh, think any chance of him going. That was, not, uh, yeah. I was very tongue in cheek. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he hasn't had enough international rugby, but he was on the last tour. That's worth. Let's just rem- remind everyone he was on the last tour. Yeah, but he was playing for. He was he was starting six or eight for Wales at that point, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, no, we haven't. We are, at this stage. I'm not. I'm not trying to confuse this issue, but no bolters in the whole pack. Well, I'd say Sam Simmons is a pretty big bolter, isn't he? I mean, I know he's I know he's got a couple of handful of caps, but he's probably the most known of bolter though <laughs> in the history of bolters. But when yeah. I but there's not been an uncapped bolter since Will Greenwood. No, but he well, that's what I mean. Sam Simmons is capped. 
and everyone thinks he should be in the England side, even non-English mm. people. So it, 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 as a, as a bolters go, it, you know he's a he's fairly fairly telegraphed. <laughs> I yeah, but I, I I still think it's a but look you, you yeah, he is. Make, yeah, yeah. Well, he wasn't in the English squad, was he? Wasn't he? Yeah, English exactly. Squad. I think that's as, as close as a bowler as you'll get in the professional era. Yeah, okay, I'll, um, give, I'll give it to you. Um, anything to be said for Jamie Ritchie? Uh, he had a great autumn, but I don't think he was as good in the Six Nations as he was in the autumn. He had a really good game against us, actually, in the autumn when we went with something like James Davis and uh, Aaron Wainwright. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? And he shone. <laughs> I, I could, I could potentially see Richie going. And, I can't see uh, Gatlin taking him. I, I think he's a, I think he's a fantastic player, but I can't see Gatlin taking it. He's, I tell you what, he'd love the the niggle with South Africans. He just seems to live for it, doesn't he? He's up in everyone's face. Yeah, he's frustrated. He frustrates, doesn't he? And um, well, what I will say is, when he played against us in Six Nations, and Josh Navidi was playing, yeah. suddenly he wasn't so good. So. That's All right, right. Yeah. let's let's. I think I think that can we can put a strike through in there then. Um, I think it comes down to Billy Stander or Tipperick then. Tipperick, I'll leave Tipperick. <laughs> <laughs> We've got too many open sides, but we, we'd have to take uh Underhill as a blind side. You can never Tip- have to, you can never have too many open sides. Tipperick's covering 10 as well, as you said, exactly. Two tens. <laughs> Navid- Navidi has played enough rugby at six to, to you know, he's played a a large amount of rugby at six, so you know I, I wouldn't be too, I wouldn't be too worried about that. Um, boom! All right, this finally then this is going to be our our squad. I, obviously, as we say, we don't think it's what Gatlin's going to take, but our squad is Lucid Props, Win Jones, Kian Healy, Mako Vernapola, Hookers, Luke Cowandicki, Jamie George, Ken Owens, Tight Head Props, Kyle Sinclair, Ty Furlong, Andrew Porter. Locks, Mario Toji, Ian Henderson, Tyg Byrne, Johnny Gray, Alan Wynne Jones, Flankers, Tom Curry, Sam Underhill, Hamish Watson, Justin Tipperick, Josh Navidi, number eight, Sam Simmons, and Toby Falate. Uh, the only concerns I've got over that is the uh, is the the point that Murph raised about about line out second row and the fact that South Africa have got you know rainforests full of these guys um, who they can they can throw up, but that is our side. That's the forwards, anyway. That's what's going. Happy with that, Dan? Yes, bar the the big the big lump in the second row. Yeah, I'm worried about that. But we, be, we, we, I guess, yeah, I think if the decision would have been much easier for us if Courtney Laws was fit. As it is, I don't know what much else we could do. Like uh, the last the last chance you've got is to take out Tipperick and put in another second row, i.e. Beard or Ryan. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, but we are literally we are literally going through passport control now. We're in, um, <laughs> yeah, we're in the departure lounge. And I you're can't take I can't take Tipperick out. Then it's settled. That's our side. That's the beauty. That's the beauty of doing this. Is there are absolutely zero repercussions unless, <laughs> unless when I bring when I bring it up in six months' time. Well, that's fine. I can deal with that. I just hope that uh, none of a None of our listeners take social media to start calling me a nonce, um, which seems to be it seems to be the way that you have um, you have a debate with people on Twitter now. Anyway, um, it, the uh, FYOPC is the uh, favourite hashtag at the moment. FYOPC, I've not seen that. Uh, it's from uh, Distant Pod. It's a 
I can't say it actually. Only we're quite a clean. We're, I'll say. I'll tell you off here. Quite, quite a clean <laughs> podcast. This is fair yeah, enough. I'll leave it. Yeah, uh, to be fair, Murph, you've made it through an hour and twenty minutes without uh, without f bombing. So, uh, so I think we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll wrap it up here. Um, that is our forwards. Don't forget, you'll be able to hear the the backs episode next week so make sure you download that let us know your thoughts if you want to have a constructed debate if um if you just want to call me a nonce then please refrain. <laughs> um but yeah big thanks to dan big thanks to murph and a thanks as always to our sponsors at so coffee trades if you want to get some top quality coffee you can do that over at socoffeetrades.co.uk thanks for listening Podcast Network.